boxer shorts or blazer. Come dressed as you are at webmasterradio.fm. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cover Story. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I am joined with my co-host today, Mick Jolly of PR Web. How you doing, Brandy? I am doing so much better today than I've been for the past week. How are Excellent. you? Well, glad to hear it. I think today's going to be another uh, great show, and I'm excited about our guest that uh, is lined up with us today. I am, too. I am, too. And you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll give you a little, uh, I guess we'll just jump right into this, because I, I, I think he has a lot of awesome, awesome things to say. You know, it was funny. When I uh, asked him to be on the show, he had heckled me. He's actually a client of ours, and he had heckled me a couple of Wednesdays ago and said, you know, I'm going to jump in the chat room, Brandy, and I'm going to heckle you. You need to do a shout-out to me. I'm going to heckle you. And I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a great time. I'm going to invite him on the show, and I'm going to heckle him. There we go. And then Come I started on. reading his bio, and I, and, and I started to get um, a little overwhelmed with all that he's accomplished. So now I'm thinking I can't heckle him so much. Not so much, but we'll leave that to our listeners to uh, check on what they, <laughs> there if they you desire go. to. <laughs> there you go. Sport Brandy. Uh, anyway, our guest today is uh, Tony Winders. And uh, Tony Winders, um, really, I think probably the best way to position him is he is an interactive marketing expert. So I guess we'd be coining the phrase today, IME. Um, he's got a really amazing, strong background, really came on the web uh, at its inception and has done a lot of amazing things with a lot of Fortune 500 companies. He was VP of Marketing over at Search123. He now is uh, the Director of Marketing over at ValueClick Media, but really is coming to us today, um, not as much as a representative from his company there, but from all the industry expertise he has had in various industries across the board with one commonality that they've all been web-based. So with no further ado, let us bring Mr. Tony to you. That was so horrible. <laughs> Tony Winders, how are you? Hello. Good morning from here on the West Coast. Good afternoon uh, to you guys. Yeah. Actually, How's it going, Brandy? Hi, Mick. Hi. Really happy to join you today. Thank you for uh, the, the glowing introduction. I, it was really hard for me. I'm a, at a bit of a disadvantage as far as the hecklers go because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not in front of the chat room, so you'll have to let me know uh, if I'm actually being heckled. <laughs> we'll just heckle behind your back. That's <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm really excited to be here and, and hope I can share some of my experience and insights on public relations, as, especially as it relates to online, which obviously your audience is, uh, is mostly online uh, focused. So 100%. What would you like to know? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Then, I don't know if we have enough time in this hour, so you may have to come back for a uh, second show already. But just looking at your background and the things that you've been involved with, um, you know, the, from from the inception, really, of, of public relations on the web, uh, and some of the clients that you that you work with and put together marketing campaigns for. I mean, what an outstanding uh, resume of of experience that you bring to the table. So, you know, we're we're here to learn, and, and the biggest thing that our our uh, mm-hmm. listeners need to receive is from you, Tony, is you know, 
what you know what what are the basics? What things should they should they be doing with their online marketing campaigns or public relations campaign to build sure. their image, build their brand? And these are all things that. Uh, my goodness, I look at your background, and I'm ready to learn from you, too. Well, <laughs> obviously, public relations is a, a large topic, and what you want to accomplish from a PR initiative is relative to a lot of different factors that are specific to a particular company or individual, You know, not the least of which is budget, Absolutely. Uh, but also what do you want to accomplish and what's the size of your audience that you're trying to impact uh, and so on and so forth. But... Uh, just to back up to, to how I got into Thank you. The, the, ah, the, go. the web-based PR stuff, mm-hmm. I had been doing entertainment publicity in Hollywood and worked at a couple of agencies in the early 90s. And uh, at the same time that I was uh, doing marketing for a CD-ROM games company, I'd been building up all these contacts in the Los Angeles interactive media industry. And the CD-ROM market went south about that time in 19, late 94. And uh, in early 1995, I just basically put my past experience and all these contacts that I'd been building in the CD-ROM arena and just applied them to the web and hung out a shingle and said, I'm in business to do PR for web-based companies. Good for you. And it was just, it was really timing uh, for us. And everyone that we went in to talk to at all the studios and the networks and various other dot-com startups Everybody said, yes, we'd love your help, because at the time, not a lot of people were speaking the language of marketing online. And so we just took traditional public relations disciplines and applied them to the web. And along the way, we developed new techniques, like we were, some of, we were doing some of the first chat room seating and, and news group seating, which uh, isn't really much of a viable PR tactic anymore, I don't think. But uh, but it was forward thinking at the time and made a yep. lot of sense at the time and uh, you know what and I think that's that's what's so important I think in today's world is really being able to look at the strategies you know look understand who you are who your public is and applying things that just make sense keeping it simple and you know things become dated or or, or what have you but I'm sure you've seen a commonality between you know the the Fortune 500 companies that you've represented and the smaller companies that you've helped to grow based on what their goals were sure. and just implementing very simple focused campaigns. Yep, there there are several similarities and we can go through some of the fundamentals of of what would apply mm-hmm. to to any campaign, big or small, online or offline, really. Absolutely. Um, but, but let's co- let's continue sort of with your evolution, because first of all, I think it's great for our audience to hear, you know, inspirationally, sort of the path you took, because I think it helps keep mm-hmm. everyone on on their own charted course. Well, a couple of thoughts. One, be forward thinking, but at the same time, you can't be so far out there that it's not relevant, because then you're off of the the deep end. So I think you just sort of have to try to maintain a half step ahead of, of what other people are doing, you know, as you, um, as you innovate. And the other thing is with respect to timing. I think a lot of, uh, of public relations successes are re- related to timing, and I'm a good case in point for that at the time that we started Interactive Agency, Inc., which later became known as iAgency. Mm-hmm. And it evolved from public relations work into uh, all kinds of guerrilla marketing online and online advertising uh, as well. So one thing we never did get into was web development, okay. uh, which in retrospect, I probably would have done that just because it would have made us a more viable interactive agency as it's defined as today. Really? Why do you think you didn't do that at the time? Uh, we, we, it was a conscious decision because we wanted to differentiate by saying, no, we're not the guys who build the sites. We're all about promoting them. 
and that was successful for us up until the point which the dot-com bubble burst and really the the business dried up as far as that goes. People weren't investing in promoting their sites as much as they had been in the late 90s. Right, and I can see you too thinking, you know what, that's a bit of a conflict of, of interest. Perhaps if you help build it and then promote it, this is a way to say, hey, you know what, this is specifically what we do. We're not a one-stop shop for everything. We specialize. Yeah, it worked for us that. for the time, but uh, agency.com, for example, <laughs> didn't uh, see a conflict of interest, and they're now one of the most successful large agencies on the web and offline, too. So, Which is great, but you know what? Yeah. I, I do believe that everyone has their path that they're supposed to take. Absolutely, and the path that, uh, that iAgency led me to was Search123, and I was able to catch the rising tide of pay-per-click search. And uh, that was a great experience as mm-hmm, well. Absolutely. And one of the uh, one of the public relations techniques that I used at that company that I'm proud of and and happy to share with your audience is kind of a subtle thing that we did, but it it relates to creating your own news and kind of putting yourself out there in a place that you can can be noticed. And what okay. what we did at Search One Two Three was around the ad tech conferences when they were still coming to L.A. I think it was the last ad tech in Los Angeles. We hosted a dinner party and invited all of our competitors. So we had a, a, a dinner that was probably 25 people all in the paid search business. We had Overture and uh, Canoodle and AHA. All the players at, at the time were at the table. Okay. And we invited um, some media to cover the event. <laughs> and what ended up coming of that was we had invited the senior salesperson uh, in from ValueClick, Inc., and his being at that dinner ultimately re- resulted in our company being acquired by ValueClick. Wow. And so it was, you know, so it wasn't so much, I, I would think we may have gotten some editorial coverage out okay. of it, out okay. of the forum as well, but the big thing for us was just by inviting all these people around a table, we made something happen. And sometimes creating your own news is a great way to gain exposure, um, which can can pay off in a number of ways, not just necessarily editorial coverage. Right, but leading you to business development and and joint ventures. Exactly. And And PR is all about business development. I mean, it has so many tentacles and so many uh, intangible variables that have to be considered. But um, to that end, you, you start with a strategy in mind and what you want to accomplish, and then along the way, the, the uh, tactics will yield results uh, as you go. You know, it's very interesting because last week we had on um, Annie Jennings of Annie Jennings PR, and something that we were talking about that's extremely important is, like, knowing, you know, having a person who's a like a spokesperson for your company and really understanding how you want to be perceived by your publics what your strong suits mm-hmm. truly are. So it is interesting. Like, you know what? You went ahead and you created this dinner that allowed you to really sort of be... Um, the expert. Yeah. Yeah, we it, were pulling together. It was good for everybody who attended because the, even our competitors got to hear what other people were doing, what their concerns were. We dealt with some issues that all of us faced uh, collectively. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, it built some goodwill and some relationships that continue on today. Yeah, it made you look like Switzerland. It gave, it put you in a very, very powerful position to bring people together mm-hmm. that under normal circumstances wouldn't have been brought together. And that's a very, I mean, that was, I think, a very gutsy move, but I think it was a very powerful move, especially from someone who has a very strong presence in this space, but you guys weren't 
the largest in the space to be able to do that. So that was right. a very keen maneuver. Something else that we did at Search123, which I, I would encourage people to consider, is that anytime Google or Overture were mentioned with respect to pay-per-click search advertising, we wanted to be a part of that article or that list. Okay. And that's, again, kind of creating your own news, if you will. or it, I don't know. It's sort of the fundamentals of just being mentioned anywhere your category is being mentioned. But we were much smaller than those two players, obviously. So how did you do that? Cause, I mean, how did you ensure that the places and the people that you wanted to be attached to media-wise, you were getting yourself attached to? Well, it, basically by building the relationships with the people who were responsible for covering our industry. Ah. And that's just, uh, that's the brass tacks of public relations, I, you know, is rolling up your sleeves and making the phone calls and the introductions and attending the conferences and really knowing who are the people who cover my space and make sure that you're talking to them regularly because you never know what when that journalist is going to wake up and, and that day decide to write the article that's going to include your competitors. So you need to keep regular correspondence with the people who are most important to your industry. And then have a secondary list of media folks who might be wider than the, the four or five or ten that are most important, but maybe you have a list of 20 or 30 that get every announcement that you put out. And then obviously um, your air cover are things like PR web where you're sending out a, a press release or an announcement to thousands of people mm -hmm. at once. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, the, that's a great tactic to have, and I think it is, like I refer to it as air cover, I think it's important. But really, where you where you're going to get the biggest bang for the buck is by having your relationships. Yeah, your relationships and your name appearing in print, where the people who are most likely to do business with you are reading the publication. So you have to do your your homework on on who covers your space and begin to develop relationships with them. And that takes time. That's another thing to consider. Well, this it doesn't happen overnight just because you pick up the call and phone and introduce yourself. No, I agree with you. And that's something, and, and Mick will attest this, we're always stressing here, is to create the personal relationships. If someone likes you, they're more likely going to do business with you or do a favor for you. Yep. And they have to have, and the easier you can make their job for them, the more likely they are going to include you in something that they're doing. Um, what's your best tactic as far as, I mean, because they're inundated all the time, the media, with all sorts of, you know, phone calls and requests, et cetera. How, what's, uh, what kind of advice can you give to our listeners in regard to how to approach the media and, you know, extend the olive, olive can I say this, olive branch to create a relationship that's win-win? That's a great question because you don't want to uh, tick off the media, so to speak, by hounding them, and, and that's something that uh, the novice sometimes will do. So, yeah, what's, what's your sure, advice? Well, my advice is to listen. And ask ask the question what what are you working on, and you know when do you think something would be on your radar to cover with respect to what my company does, and shut up and listen to what they have to say, because uh, they'll tell you you know if you're if you're respectful of their time, and you ask them what they're looking for, they'll tell you what they're looking for, and in fact I'm working with a journalist right now who's uh, who's actually planning to do a piece on uh, another company that uh, is in our space but but really not doesn't do what we do and I'm able to keep my ears out and provide her with information as I hear about it with with respect to the company and and the story that she's working on so I'm helping her work on a story 
that has nothing to do with my business. So that's one way to endear yourself to journalists is to... Make to their li- life easier. Yeah, make their life easier, whether or not it has anything to do with your company. Yeah, because you know what? At the end of the day, and we am a very firm believer, Brandyism number 722, what you give out is what you get back. What goes around comes around. A hundred percent. And and do not, you know, we were talking about rejection last week, for example. I, I would rather get a thousand no's and one yes than a bunch of maybes. And if someone says no to you today, like Tony said, open up your ears and listen. Because, you know, the media is changing constantly. Stories are changing constantly. Stay ahead of the curve and know what's hot and what's not in your market sector. And, you know, if you do want to, a lot of times it's even easy to call up and go, hey, I've got this story, an idea for a great story. I've done the research. You know, here's some great numbers for you to go with. And if you can, I'd love for you to include my company as an example of the data that I'm giving you. And oftentimes you won't get someone on the phone and you won't hear back from them uh, with regard to your voicemails, but I would still encourage people to leave a clear and concise voicemail Mm -hmm. because people do listen to their voicemail, and if it's something they're interested in, they will call you. I mean, when, a, when a journalist is ready to write a story, they wanted to find you yesterday. I mean, they can't get right. you on the phone fast enough. Right. It's not funny, and out of the blue it comes. Exactly. And yeah, it's, but they, it comes out of the blue because you've put yourself out there, and they know that you're an expert to call on. Mm-hmm. You know, once, so making your executives available as an expert on a particular topic is a great way to go. And another thing to do is write the article yourself. That's there a, you go. That's, a, that's something that um, certain publications, especially online, are strapped for good writing talent. They can't afford it, or they're just not the type of company that staffs an editorial department. And so if you write a, a good, unbiased piece, it's possible that they'll use it, and you don't really care if they slap your name on it. In fact, you'd prefer they put their own on it. Uh, but you've done all the heavy lifting for them. All they have to do is edit it and put it online. And the same goes for columns. Several of the publications in the online advertising industry, at least, are comprised of volunteer writers who uh, put columns out every week. And they are people with day jobs who are inherently promoting themselves and their companies at the same time giving valuable information to the industry that they serve. Yeah, I mean, make someone's life easier if you can make someone's life easier and also meet your own ends as well that's a great thing and also too and something i you know i've definitely gotten over the years is as far as the like the almighty voicemail goes always you know be consistent there's a difference between being pushy and being upbeat and making sure that you sort of stay fresh in their mind so you know even if someone says that they're interested and they're going to call you back in a week because they think they may have a story that's applicable to you and they don't don't start leaving them irritating or frustrating messages. Leave. Yeah, that will backfire on you very quickly. Yeah, because they don't owe you anything. Exactly. You know, always be upbeat and positive. And talking about being upbeat and positive, Tony and Mick, would you stand by for a minute? Because upbeat and positive are our advertisers that make this station free to the listening audience. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customer's online experience anywhere they see paymycash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. 
sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. DuoCash. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted feeds industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit PositionTechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. More and more women are experiencing amazing pleasures, enjoying playful chocolates from PlayfulCash.com. All-natural gourmet Colombian treats that are simply sinful. As a PlayfulCash.com affiliate, you'll enjoy weekly payouts up to 50% on all sales of these trademark and patented products. Multiple payout options, 5% referral fees, and private labeling available. Isn't life sweet when playful is highly profitable? For more money-making info, visit PlayfulCash.com today. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com. More than a name. WebmasterRadio.fm Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I'm here with Mick Jolly of PR Web and Tony Winders. Welcome back. Thank you, Brandy. How are you? Thanks, Brandy. Yeah. Are you upbeat? <laughs> Brandy is always upbeat. <laughs> yeah. Those are some upbeat ads, and I'm upbeat and really happy to be here with you guys. I'm so glad. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm the writer of the upbeat. <laughs> I'm just an upbeat ad writer. You I invented know. upbeat, I think. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> oh, my. Do we have any hecklers or questions from the audience at this point? Um, Let's see. Questions from the audience. Uh, let's see. So I would love to do an educational press release about the central issue of my website. Teen obesity in the U.S. I was wondering. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Let's. All right. Let's see. Started at weight loss info, but teens are very capricious, and so expanded into other areas. Still very capricious. It's quite a challenge to influence them in a positive way. Well, it sounds like they have a very socially redeeming agenda. Absolutely. With their website. I, uh, the cover story on advertising age this week is actually with respect to uh, fat foods being going the way of to big tobacco and the, the fact that there's a trend toward marketers um, being shunned who are, are pushing uh, fast food and other fattening foods onto uh, our kids. So perhaps there's some timing and a trend there that this person could capitalize on. No, absolutely. That's that's excellent advice. Or always go, you know, be able to, um, be in, in a press release, be able to pull some information from other teens that maybe they can look up to, whether it's teens that are, um, you know, star performers, athletic, um, who they can include to be able to talk about the things they do to overcome um, obese issues. 
Because at the end of the day, I don't think anyone looks in the mirror and sees what everyone else sees. Um, so maybe to have some encouraging words from their own peers that they look up to saying, you know what, I don't feel so great about myself. And these are the things that I do to stay healthy and feel good. Could be an interesting approach and then that's not, um, that's not as intimidating to children or would make them shun away from it. It would allow them to maybe embrace it more. Something else they could do to make their their educational press release more newsworthy would be to take a survey of teens using a service like Zoomerang uh, or SurveyMonkey. I've done this successfully, actually, at Search123. We surveyed our advertiser base okay. and put out a press release about changing attitudes on uh, traffic quality versus price. That's an excellent and, idea. And the industry picked up on it. We got several uh, little placements about search one two three survey of its customers. That's so. an excellent idea. Take a survey on, on how kids, you know, either their eating habits, how kids, how important it is to kids about self-image, how they look at their selves. And so that way kids can identify better with other teens their own age by taking a survey and then reporting that information. That's, that's a phenomenal idea. Well, that's the kind of thing that national media outlets will pick up on, like USA Today or Associated Press. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that's going to come back and generate traffic to the website because the lines are blurred between on online and offline media now. If you make news and you have something that's mass consumer newsworthy, you're going to get the web traffic just inherently. Across the board, right. And, and you always want to make sure that you put the correct URL out there in the, in the world with any story that you put out. There you go. <laughs> it, assuming that's your goal to drive web traffic, it would be a shame to, to put something big out there and then not have anyone know where to go. And that's, that has happened before. You know what? With so yeah. much uh, emphasis on, on blogging today, would you recommend that they consider a blog and maybe invite some sort of a, oh, I, I don't know, some sort of a teen um, consultant, somebody, you know, not necessarily Dr. Phil, but somebody of that nature to be a contributor to that blog? Sure, absolutely. And blogging is a form of creating your own news. And certainly that, that, that's another way to, to be indexed by search engines and so forth and to become a credible expert on the subject. Obviously, the, the challenge then becomes how do you get traffic to that blog and make sure that people read it. But to that end, you could put out a press release about the fact that the blog exists. Right, absolutely. Let people know it's a forum you know, where, where things are being discussed and experts are, are commenting on the subject. Which is great. And if you could have like an expert that's dispensed to a blog who's sort of, you know, who's moderating, that would probably lend even more credibility and drive more traffic. Absolutely. You know, and make it more of like a, a resource desk than like a, a, a true blog as people look at blogs today. Obviously, a celebrity endorsement like that, you might be running into some expense there uh, because the, the expert might have their own initiatives, but uh, certainly a good idea. And, you know, the, the expert doesn't necessarily have to be famous. They could just they could be uh, no, just credible. Yes, yeah, just credible. From a local university, right? Who, right. who, who has a PhD, who has their master's degree, even a social worker, you know, or a nutritionist, someone that has the background to be able to answer questions that are relevant to what it is that you're trying to achieve in educating your consumers. So, absolutely. Now, how much um, would something like that cost if someone wanted to go ahead and do a survey? How did you well, remember the, how they, the the Zoomerang uh, service? For its, I don't. I think they probably offer a one-off capability, but I think that we pay approximately five to six hundred dollars a year for 
for that service uh, on an annual basis, and that allows you to do unlimited surveys, but it caps the number of responses at around 10,000 people actually filling out the survey. So that's how they price it. Per survey or? No, it's just an annual subscription. Okay, okay. But they cap the number of surveys that can actually be completed, but they don't put a limit on the number that you can issue. Have surveys, put out as many surveys as you want, but you only have a limited number of responses. You know, I mean, that's fabulous. I mean, when you think of if you could actually capture the response of 10,000 people that are relevant to your business. Sure, I mean, even if you captured 100 people, right. you still have a statistical... Right, something that matters. Report. Especially, you know, it all obviously depends, too, in relation to how large your company is. With sure. regards to that, Tony, as far as the uh, questions you'd place in the survey, is that something that Zoomerang or the SurveyMonkey assist with, or is that something that uh, you, you ideally come up with on your own? How, well, would, how would you approach creating that survey? They give you templates to work with, which is helpful. Uh, but certainly there is, in the, in the true realm of research and, and surveys at the very highest professional levels, there's a, a fine art to it, and there are people who make careers out of doing that kind of thing. We just sort of use our best judgment on the questions to ask and use the templates and follow whether it's multiple choice or yes-no and try to be consistent with the, the way that we do our rating scales and the things that we're, we're asking. And we will bounce it around among different members of our team and massage the content over a period of a few weeks before I mean, the survey actually goes live. So getting, getting people's eyes on it so that they can comment. And the more you share it with colleagues who have a stake, the more that it's going to improve. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it really is. There's so many. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, there's a lot of different applications. One from just building your own business. And depending upon, you know, what kind of products or service you're selling, being able to really understand the marketplace. So it helps you internally, but then being able to put out something that is truly newsworthy and being able to almost, I mean, you could really create something that doesn't look like per se it comes from your company, but is extremely newsworthy. Seven out of 10 kids are obese in, in, you know, uh, in the upper middle plains, in order to Research survey an audience, police. you have to have an audience, though. So in my case, I was surveying current customers of the mm -hmm. company. Uh, in the case of the teen obesity site, they might, you know, if they have a house list of, of a particular audience that they want to survey, that's a great idea. But uh, you might enroll other social organizations that, uh, that work with people who are obese and really also have a stake in it. You might Absolutely. make the survey available put out a press release saying the survey is now up, it'll be up until this time, and you might get public relations just by putting the survey up in the first place. So right. you get two waves of PR, one for, for your doing something for the community, and then again when the results come out. I mean, which is, I mean because there's so many different ways. You can also go, depending upon how you know, regional or, or national you want to go, you can hook yourself up with the, uh, the mental health um, you know, departments, you can, you know, with the local hospitals, the regional hospitals, there's just, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can go ahead and do this and really create some good publicity for your organization as a whole by disseminating the information regarding the, um, the survey to begin with. Those are all, I mean, the, what a, I didn't anticipate this becoming like a survey PR show, but this is, a, I, this is a lot of potential for a lot of people. And I think the important thing, guys, to think about is, is the whole picture. 
Okay. So using, although we don't know much about the, the, the teen obesity hotline, let's say, but using them as an example. And if they're trying to promote themselves to their publics, their publics could include doctors' offices, hospitals, who are, again, in touch with, you know, this, this public of people that they, as their own entity, may not have been able to reach out to. So using a survey, you know, you want to look at all the different layers um, that you can actually touch in helping to add to your bottom line, promote your product or service, and enroll people out there to help make your job easier. Of course, the issue becomes the cost-benefit of how much labor you're going to put into reaching out to the people who you want to survey. Right. Because it, you know, there are only so many hours in the day, and people only have so many dollars that they can hire people to help them reach out. So you have to sort of weigh how much you need to accomplish with how many resources you have to reach the particular audience. This is very so true. You need to know what size of, of audience you need to reach out to, not just for surveys, but for for any type of PR, and mm -hmm. knowing the size of your audience and the size of the publications that reach them, too. I mean, it's not, it's not very helpful to, to get a great editorial hit on a news, newsletter, however great it might be, if it only goes to a few hundred people. people. Right, 100%. You know? And it is. It's, you know, time is money, and, you know, that's the only thing that we can't seem to get enough of. So when you are picking a project, and that's why I'm saying something like, you know, you mentioned with the survey, if done properly can serve a lot of different um, benefits, not just as getting your press, but also allowing you to create relationships, open doors that maybe hadn't been open before. And after you sort of use this as a spearhead project, now you've got relationships set up with companies or organizations that you may not have had entree to. You're making their life easier. Now they're aware of you. And then on top of that, you're getting back in important information that benefits your company and that allows you to put something out there that's newsworthy to the public and whole. Tony, what's the uh, method that you recommend as far as, uh, obviously you put out a press release that you have a survey, but does Zoomerang or um, SurveyMonkey, do they assist with actually targeting that audience, or how, do, how does the word get out about the survey? Well, they make, make an email system available to you, but you have to provide the email addresses. So, again, you need to have the audience available. So it becomes, it becomes a PR challenge in and of itself just to get the word out uh, if you don't have an audience built in already. Right. So a press release put out to the appropriate editorial outlets will help generate traffic. Um, and you either have your own email serving capability or you can use their system and load up the the addresses you want to send it to. But that's also perhaps a good segue to another very inexpensive public relations technique, cool. which is to have your own email list. The house list is the most effective and low-cost form of online marketing that exists. Great. And perhaps you've covered this on the show before, but I just didn't want to get away without mentioning that your email list is your most valuable asset and growing it and, and nurturing it and whether you're doing a regular newsletter or reaching out to people once in a while, you you know, it's just a critical component of any internet PR and marketing initiative. Let me ask you a question. What do you think the best way, I mean, because, because be, people become benign after a while to, you know, getting newsletters or getting different offers because they're being barraged constantly. What's the best way to utilize your email list and be able to really serve things up that are going to um, make people respond? Be credible and be relevant, I would say, is the, the most important. B 
be credible insofar as the content that you provide every time mm-hmm. is is valuable to people. Mm-hmm. And it's part of, of building relationships with your constituents, whether they're customers or subscribers or whatever relationship you have to them is, you know, don't bother to do an email list unless this group wants to hear from you. So they, there needs to be a context and a relationship that exists where people want to get the information. That's why it's called opt-in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, but make it easy for people to opt out if it's not valuable to them. Which is so important. And just be respectful of people's time and use the subject line effectively and the from line effectively to make sure that you're communicating right up front what's in this issue or yeah. what's in this email. I mean, not like Brandy, hot men want to meet you? Well, that's pretty clear. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's straightforward. <laughs> you know what they're marking, right? Right. Yeah, right. Then it opens up and it's, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm but not anyway. sure if that email <laughs> can spam compliant. Exactly. <laughs> thoughts, exactly. But yes, make it simple and make it, you know, I, you know, from a girl perspective, obviously, the, the, the things I like best are the Sephora, you know, like the, because they they can tailor it to exactly what it is that you like. And I think that that's really important is if you understand your client base, you can serve up stuff to them that's relevant and really looks like it's tailored more for them. And if it's something that's important in their life, they're going to open it, they're going to use it, and the easier you make it for them um, and you, you sort of leave them hanging for the next installation of whatever this is, whether it's an offer, whether it's a newsletter, whether it's... Um, I, I think the more receptive people are. And if it's not relevant, they're going to opt out, and you should take the hint. Yes, <laughs> that, that you need to revise yourself. Right. You can't be, you know, I think the thing with people is, you know, there's always like a, a minimum of a 2% failure rate with anything you do on the most positive upside. So the larger the group, the larger the failure rate is going to look like. Um, but be, yes, be sensitive to what, people say and there is a winning combination for every company out there just keep your eyes open and and reach out to um, people that you're doing business with and ask them what would you like what would make a difference in your life what kind of information can I give you on a consistent basis on a semi-consistent basis that um, will benefit you my customer people love to give you feedback ask them for that feedback that is how successful stories are created I think that's critical and sometimes we it, we can be lazy and forget to ask for the feedback because it's easy not to ask. But when you do put the, put yourself out there and ask for the feedback, you're going to get it, and you should use it. And people are really cool. You know, don't be shy about asking someone for something. People like people like to help people. People like to give their opinion at the end of the day. So forget even like the helping part about it. Everyone likes to to give an opinion. Give people the form to do that. Um, and yeah, I think that's excellent, Tony. I absolutely think that's excellent. So, all right. So we've got some, for some new cool things we haven't covered here on cover story. Thank you. We've got surveys that can be used in a myriad of ways, both, um, to create internal power, to understand your company and your marketplace better. And also as a great way of forging relationships and then giving yourself coverage in the media. Um, what other, um, sort of grassroots, uh, creative efforts have worked for you that you think have a broad appeal? Well, you know, I've, I've mentioned creating your own news. And, uh, and one, you know, I don't know about creating a broad appeal, but I can tell you, for example, when we launched Happy Puppy way back in 
95, I think it was. Okay, I feel ignorant, but what, what, I oh, love Happy the name. Puppy what is, Happy Puppy? <clears throat> Happy Puppy, the number one game site on the internet. Oh, that's probably why. And when we launched the site, and it was, I mean, it had a community of people who were passionate about downloading games from this site. We referred to ourselves as the number one game site on the internet. Right, in right. Every press release. <laughs> right, there you And go. eventually what happened was that the articles that were written about Mm-hmm. Happy Puppy started referring to Happy Puppy being the number one game site on the internet. It and was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Which is fabulous, but something that I think needs to be emphasized here is that you guys are probably very consistent in your messaging. You yeah. know, whenever you said Happy Puppy, Happy Puppy, the number one, you yep. know, that is so important. Be consistent be in consistent your messaging. And, and be put out there in, into the universe the thing that you want to become. And potentially it will happen. Oh, I love that. So, I'm a very firm believer of, of putting things out in the universe. And also, too, if you don't do things in, in a certain amount of time, the universe will make sure that it happens for you. It's just not always the easiest way to get you there. So if there's something in your head that says you should be doing something business-wise, make it happen. Make it happen before the universe pushes it to happen for you. There <laughs> are a few other way. grassroots types of of case studies that I could share with you, things that we did over the years that really helped generate online buzz and publicity cool. and may or may not still be relevant. I mean, the most famous of all, which I had nothing to do with, was the Blair Witch Project. Everyone knows about uh-huh. that phenomenal Internet buzz. And the, for every one of those viral marketing campaigns that hits big, there are mm-hmm. probably a hundred that were contrived by companies that that don't, and so. And I think I think you know what you said earlier, which is so true, is timing. Absolutely. Well, with the Blair Witch Project, they started with the website fourteen months prior to the film being released. So, it, you, it to the consumer who was going to the theater, and there was all this buzz about the site around the time the film came out. It seemed well timed, and oh wow, what a phenomenon. But to the marketer who who thought that up... It was it, a long, hard road. A long road. And it had to do with lots of other offline elements were in play as well. But some of the stuff that, that I am kind of proud of over the years, one in particular that we did for Imagine Television and the show Felicity. Felicity oh. was in jeopardy of being taken off the air at one point a few years back. Okay. And it happened to be the season where Felicity cut her hair, and the fans were kind of up in arms about that. No. And so, Sorry. <laughs> what we did was we we the fans knew that the show may be taken off the air, and they were upset. Then we created a site called SaveFelicity.com, and we took all of the emails that had come into the show and compiled a database and rallied the fans around this site and asked them to send in a lock of their hair to the network executives. We also made phone numbers and fax numbers available, and the fans barraged the studio, asking them to please not take Felicity off the air. The WB studio. And what happened was that uh, on the website with the message boards we created, the fans decided themselves that they were going to stage a protest at Warner Brothers <laughs> at, the, at the WB network. So we had our team make up um, a bunch of signs. And, and they went down and picketed with the rest of the fans. And the signs that we made directed people to SaveFelicity.com. Uh-huh. Then we turned around and called all the local news stations, and we got television coverage of these signs pointing people back to the site to SaveFelicity.com. That's and fabulous. It was this whole 
online, offline, integrated spiral. And when the show was actually picked up again, uh, Jamie Kellner, the network president, said that the fans could stop sending in locks of hair. That is so... You, you know so, something? I, I love that story. I love that story. That's one of my favorite campaigns. It was really successful insofar as we, we kept the show on the air another season. You know something? And you enroll... Like, to me, I love things that make a difference, but really give someone a life experience. Like, with that little girl, you know, who, who got to... Mommy, can I cut off a lock of my hair and send it in? She'll be a 78-year-old woman and remember that she cut off a lock of hair to save a TV show. Right. That she loves something so much. When you, know, when you really can put people in a position to be passionate about something that you're passionate about, like you've just enriched someone's life. And that's really cool. So you ended up allowing to... You, people kept their jobs, and you, create, you gave the media something to buzz about. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, what a great... I love that story. Yeah. We had another one that... Wasn't it probably wasn't as successful, but a lot of fun. Hey Tony. Yep. Can I cut you off for just a brief only if moment? it's for upbeat commercials? It is for upbeat commercials because we, we love got, we love your sponsor. Can I tell you our advertisers rock everyone? They're here supporting you, so you can listen live, and they all are money making companies. So listen up, we'll be right back. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content. Also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Tulsa to Tunisia, Boston to Bogota. All united through WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Cover Story. All right. I have to say that this is one of my favorite interviews ever. Oh, Brandy, you're just saying that. No, no, I'm actually not. You know why I love this interview? <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm a little, I'm a little, um, I'm a little chagrined over here. But um, I love this, this interview for several reasons. One is we've always have, we always are very fortunate. We have great people on who lend tremendous advice. But I love the fact that we're covering information that pertains to every kind of company across the board, online or offline, Big or small, 
I think everyone's going to take away something today and be inspired to do something a little different than what they're doing now and really get some cool coverage for themselves. Uh, I mean, you know, and I love the fact, can I, um, I'm just going to say it, Value Click Media is um, a client of ours. I think they are so lucky to have you in their employee because you are, you're inspiring. You are just amazingly inspiring. Um, Thanks, Brandy. I'm going to have my boss listen to the replay of this uh, broadcast. I am, and I love, and you know, but the worst thing is I love giving Tony a hard time. So this is like a very tough thing for me to be saying this right now because my, my orientation to Tony is just we always kibitz back and forth, you know, kind of heckle each other. But, I mean, I really have to say this is good stuff. So, listen, we're coming to the end of the show, so I'm going to shut myself up now, and let's go on to this next best story to the Felicity story. Oh, well, I'll just tell you one other little stunt that we did for one of the studios way back when um, and before we wrap up. The, remember the film The Truman Show? Absolutely. Uh, we Before the film came out, about a month prior, we created a site called freetruman.com. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was all in the sort of first person of Sylvia, who in the movie is trying to kind of let Truman know that he's in the trapped in this world. And uh, so we put out a press release to the mainstream media from the Truman Liberation Front, this fictional <laughs> organization that we okay. created. So it was a it was a bit of a spoof and uh and it it did get some editorial play along the way, but when you actually go to freetruman.com, there was a link over to the real website and so immediately you knew that it was related to a film and that was because Paramount's legal department wouldn't let us go all completely over the top. Right, right. But right. nevertheless, that was something that generated some buzz ahead of the film and what made kind people of buzz? think just just in terms of uh just People hitting the site and reading about it in the press and wondering what does it mean to free Truman? What is this all about? And so you really created before the movie came out, a, a, like a cool buzz in regard to people just really wanting to get to the movie theater so they could understand this. Better. Yeah, but at the same time, the press release that went out, being from this very over-the-top organization, right, <laughs> is doubting these things. You know, I'm sure that NPR did not put it on Morning Edition. Right, you know, right. It was because it wasn't a credible source that it was coming from. <laughs> I'm sorry, it we was, can't verify this information. Com- yeah, However. it was completely <laughs> anonymous. We, you know, nobody knew where it was coming from. I but, think that's great. But it was fun. It was fun that the studios would hire us to do that kind of guerrilla marketing for them. And uh, I don't know how much of that still goes on. Um, I think that the studios have to be increasingly careful. And as the online marketing environment has matured, I think it's more about paying for eyeballs and. Isn't it sad for becoming more of a litigious sort of uh, community? Well, the Internet is still, you know, it's largely un- unregulated and unpoliced, so you can still get away with some stuff, mm-hmm. but when you're, a, when you're a large publicly held company, right. uh, for example, um, you know, you, you do to, have, to, you yeah. have to be conservative in certain respects, and so I guess that de- the size of your company and your risk has to do with how aggressive that you can be with PR-related tactics online and off that's Uh, just that's fabulous any other i mean because these are and you know you guys as you're listening to these stories um and the stories which are great are are things that we've all heard of but think about the rudimentary elements that are being mentioned here can be used in your own environment I, i mean because it's that's so relevant 
all of the things that we've discussed today are things that if people broke it down and associated to their own environment, they could use for a successful campaign for themselves. Absolutely. And then most importantly, I think, is that none of these things work in a vacuum. They need to work intertwined and integrated and as part of an overall program. And it takes, uh, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of resources. And if you do a little bit each day, like, for example, if your goal is to increase inbound links to your website so that you have more relevance in search engines, you know, I consider that a, an online PR technique because you're reaching out to like-minded sites and Absolutely. asking them to a reciprocal link or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, that doesn't all get done in one day. But if you put an email or two out every day, you look back over the course of several months and all of a sudden you've, you've got more relationships set up and and more inbound traffic to your site. And the same applies for for journalists and the relationships that you need to build to get good quality, high visibility editorial coverage. And you know what? And start building those things today, people. Do not hesitate. It's like the diet. You know, if I started my diet three weeks ago, I would have been 10 pounds later today. It's the same thing. You know, Tony's 100%, you're 100% um, right. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Have a plan. Um, and, and start creating those relationships today because they will pay off tomorrow. And once you start making those inroads, they're invaluable. They're invaluable. And do your research, people. Take, like, you know, the top 10 um, journalists and, you know, go into in your main categories for trade publications, for news publications, for, you know, ex- and, and make sure that you know exactly who they are Keep a database of them. Make sure that you know how often you've contacted them and ask them, as Tony mentioned earlier, the questions. What are you interested in? Do you have a calendar of uh, events that you are covering, of of, um, different topics that you are covering? Is there anything that I can contribute to you, Mr. Journalist, that would make your life easier? Because I'm a credible source. Um, And if you do that, uh, you'll start seeing some really positive, positive responses. It's just what Rome wasn't built in a day, and you need to have patience. Something else to consider is that FaceTime counts with journalists or anyone that you want to build a relationship. It's a classic sales technique is just to be in front of the person that you want to get to know. Whether you intercept them at a cocktail party or or a trade show, (laughs) just just long enough to say hello to them and to, to build a bond or invite yourself to the to their office to do a briefing about what you have to offer. Yeah, and bring stuff. I mean, you know, we, we had this on, on another uh, uh, show. We were talking about, you know, bring, bring with you donuts or send something, um, you know, package up what you have in a really cool package so that, um, you know, people will remember you. Um, do some research on the person. Um, so that way when you do meet them, you know a little bit about them. And you can talk uh, a little bit more easily on their level. So what time are we looking? Oh, no. Yeah, we're about that time, Brandy. We were about that time. Tony, I don't want to let you go. Well, we'll have to do it again sometime. This has been really fun to hang out with you guys and and talk about a topic that I'm passionate about. No, you are. And I I think, Mick? I I think he has just a huge depth of experience. I was just sitting back and, uh, like I said, trying to absorb. And I made some notes here. I'm going to... I'm actually going to give Zoomer ring, ring a, uh, a run, <laughs> there I you think. Go. I, I, mean, I liked what you said there. And that's, you know, and I'm sitting at a company where we've had some success, a lot of it, uh, you know, being sorted from a grassroots perspective. But at the same time, we're, no, you're we're also learning from you. Uh, you're mass roots. I'm grassroots. <laughs> that's what I call Tony. That's like my nickname for, for those guys. I call them mass roots. I call them, I, myself grassroots. 
So there you um, go. There you go. So, and, yeah. So there, I, I think a lot of the uh, insight that Tony uh, shared with us, some of the things that we've been talking about doing here, and I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of our uh, listeners are contemplating similar tactics or seeking similar tactics. Absolutely. And so, Tony, the information you gave is just extremely valuable, buddy. Yeah. Glad to help out. It's been been a lot of fun. My pleasure. We are so going to reel you back into this show on a consistent basis. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to it, you guys. All right. It's awesome. Thank you. Hey, so Mick, this is it. You and me today. We're it. All right. So we're going to, well, next week, everyone, David McGinnis will be back with us. Um, he had someplace important to go today, but wanted to, uh, to pass on the fact that he misses each and every one of you very much. And it was sad he couldn't make it. Um, and everyone, hang on, because at 5 p.m. Eastern, we have Next Stuff Now with the fabulous, the phenomenal Chris Tolls of uh, Topics.net. So uh, hang on to your hats and uh, stay tuned because we'll be right back with you. Have a great day.